hope that you'll be in prayer for us this morning as the as we stand before you and uh hope and pray god will uh has led has led my mind to uh uh, to where where I am this morning, and some thoughts about the word of the Lord, and so uh, been preaching uh, for several weeks now on uh, scriptures or, or words that need an answer in the in the from the Bible, uh, talking about election and predestination and uh, the purpose of God. I think we talked about last uh, last Sunday, and uh, Lord willing, uh, I think my mind will come back to that. You know, in the maybe in the next maybe next weekend but uh, this morning I have uh, some other thoughts on my mind that I would like to talk about to you uh, uh, for just a little while and uh, hope uh, that this is, again that this is of the Lord and that uh, the Lord will bless the uh, the thoughts that I've had uh, on, on this a little bit for for our learning uh, this morning but uh, one of the things that I was thinking about is uh, the fact that uh, I think one of the I've said this maybe on other occasions uh, uh, when it comes to relationships, a lot of times, one of the greatest weapons I think that Satan has is just uh, driving a wedge between people. Uh, and that's whether it's in marriages or in just uh, families or sometimes in churches. Uh, but uh, I also recognize in looking at the, at the Word of God uh, that one of the things that afflicts us greatly is discouragement. And when I think about uh, all of the people, and you th- almost think about the prayer request this morning, uh, how many things are going on with how many families uh, in this church, uh, much less the families outside of this church and others that we know and others that have been mentioned in prayer, uh, whether it's uh, uh, families of people from uh, Mortimer Jordan High School that have lost loved ones or Tupelo or other places that we've mentioned here this morning uh, that that have lost loved ones, there is so much going on in this world uh, that can be discouraging, especially the child of God. And uh, you know, as we as we think about that, I, I could go down a list of things and and may mention some things this morning uh, in the course of this. But you just think about what all is going on in our nation today. Uh, Brother Allen mentions prayer requests for. Uh, shooting victims and so forth and, and so on and praying for safety for our children in our country and those that are teaching school and those that are, you know, went to work one morning thinking that it's another day, you know, I've got to put up with, y'all will pardon me, I'm going, I'm going to school, I've got, all I've got to do is put up with these aggravating children today. Oh no, surprise, uh, guess what comes in the building today? Uh, and, you know, you have people, some very brave, some very uh, cowardly, uh, along along the way of all of this, uh, and you know we you know we get to the place where uh, among our churches, I've been to uh, two different meetings in the uh, Jasper area within the last three months, uh, where the part of the topic of the uh, of the meeting is church security, uh, having security teams at your church, and what you need to do because you don't know what will happen inside a church building. People go to church, you know, and. Uh, that you need to be organized and have somebody that's uh, available, you know, and I'll just say, yes, armed uh, at churches. So that uh, uh, you think about that, uh, my, one of my greatest obligations as a pastor is to watch out after the flock. Uh, you know, so how are you watching out after the flock? I mean, you know, just there's a lot of things. I'm not up here advocating that right this minute. I'm just saying there's a lot of things going on. And if we get to meditating on all of these things, 
it's easy for us to get discouraged. Uh, I've got uh, I've got children uh, here that are raising up children uh, that becomes can become very discouraging at times. Uh, we've got parents with teenagers that are sometimes you know that's just can be discouraging to you. We got folks that are taking care of their husbands and their spouses and their fathers and others that are that are sick and their and their wife and others that are going and and all of this stuff that we have to put up with and live with here and you begin to wonder how in the world am I going to make it another day and I'm and what I want to do for you this morning is look into the Word of God and not only find a place for encouragement, but also let uh, let you know that being discouraged uh, is not unusual uh, when we look at the things of the Word of God. And I think what when we look at this, what we'll find is there there's a way, there's a, a thought process we have to have from the Word of God, not from human human means. Uh, of course, but there's there's some thinking that we can have for the Word of God that'll keep us from being quite so discouraged. And uh, so I want to turn over this morning to Numbers chapter 21. Uh, and as we look at Numbers chapter 21, uh, I'll set the scene for you here because if uh, if we don't at least do a little bit of that, you know Numbers, that's, uh, that's the beginning of the children of Israel's travels uh, through the uh, <coughs> through the wilderness. Uh, and uh, after they had come out of, uh, we've been studying on Wednesday nights and talking about uh, how that uh, the children of Israel came out of Egypt and, of course, crossed the Red Sea, saw all the miracles of God, saw God uh, feed them with manna, saw God give them water uh, from a, a turn the bitter waters of Marah sweet uh, with a palm tree. Hey, not, not exactly my first choice for turning bitter water sweet, but uh, God can take a palm tree and turn a bitter water sweet, and He can also make it come from a rock he can watch out after his children in all those different ways but uh, even in all that the children uh, of God failed to follow after him and uh, in numbers here it actually mentions uh, along these along these lines that uh, the children of Israel it talks about they were discouraged by their parents uh, their parents failed to enter in and it discouraged the children uh, because they didn't enter into the land of Canaan like they should have and the children became discouraged. And finally here in Numbers chapter 21, we find uh, it's right after Moses had struck the rock. Uh, if you go back a few chapters, you'll find that Moses had struck the rock when God told him to speak to the rock. Uh, you also find them traveling here across very different desert lands. And it says, when King Arad, the, the Canaanite, which dwelt in the south, heard tell that Israel came by the way of the spies, <coughs> then he fought against Israel and took some of them prisoners. And Israel vowed a vow unto the Lord and said, if thou wilt indeed deliver this people into my hand, I will utterly destroy their cities. And the Lord hearkened to the voice of Israel and delivered up the Canaanites, and they utterly destroyed them and their cities. And he called the name of the place Hormath, Hormah, and they journeyed from uh, Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom. And the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. I'll tell you, if that's not a description of our journeys here, I think a lot of times is we get discouraged in the way. 
And not only that, we get much discouraged in the way that we have to travel. And I'm going to tell you, this side of glory, uh, there's, go- there's going to be much to discourage you and I. Uh, we're trying to, you know, Satan will try to discourage us in the church. Satan will try to discourage you in your families. Uh, Satan will try to discourage you all along the way. Uh, and these people became discouraged. And I think, uh, uh, no doubt, uh, uh, as we look at this, you know, it's one thing to be discouraged. But here's here's the warning for you. Uh, if you carry discouragement too far. He said, he goes on for this. They were much discouraged because of the way. And the people spake against God. And against Moses, wherefore have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, neither is there any water, and our soul loatheth this light bread. You know, you know, you know, God's feeding you. You're seeing a miracle every day. I thought about this recently in, in thinking about the manna, uh, because the children of Israel had had manna, for, you know, which uh, is a type of Christ, the bread of life for you and me. Uh, but they had this manna every day, and and it was. It had to have been like at all, you know, today we think about getting these, uh, you know, you go to the store and you get some kind of little packaged food, you know, that's your, or maybe your, multi, maybe I should use, compare it to a multivitamin. Think about the multivitamin. It's got everything you need in it, right? Uh, these people were eating manna. They never had scurvy. They never had, uh, uh, they never had uh, vitamin deficiencies that we're aware of. You know, all these things that were, that were good. Manna was power packed, my friends, with everything that you stand in need of. But it wasn't the melons and it wasn't the, it wasn't the meat and it wasn't all the things that they'd had down in Egypt where they were in slavery, by the way, uh, uh, down there where all that good stuff to eat was. But it says they began to complain against and spake against God and against Moses. Moses talking about uh, wherefore have you brought us out of Egypt to die out here in the wilderness, even though he had been watching over them every step of the way, delivering them from their enemies, giving them food to eat, water to drink and so forth. And the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people and they bit the people and much people of Israel died. Now, I'm not, that's not my story for the morning. Now, I think we'll come back to that probably, uh, might even come back to that next Sunday as we talk, talk about some th- some other things. Uh, but the, the point is they spake out against God. When we're discouraged here in the world that we're living in, one of the things that uh, discouragement should cause us to do is, do is draw closer to God along the way and not be speaking against God because we're discouraged by the way that we have to travel. I'm here to tell you this world is broken. Uh, this world is broken. It's, it's sinful. Uh, there's all types of troubles in this world. Uh, Jesus told his disciples, in this world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. You can be, uh, you can rest assured by the word of Jesus Christ himself that in this world you're going to have trials. You're going to have sicknesses. You're going to have death. You're going to have troubles. You're got, we've got all the moral dilemmas that we're facing today uh, where uh, marriage and divorce are like nothing, you know, no big deal to people anymore. Uh, Living with somebody outside of marriage is no big deal anymore. Uh, uh, Having uh, uh, men married to men is seemingly no big deal to people anymore. In fact, uh, Christians are attacked for even daring to say uh, that uh, that's wrong. And uh, and all of these things are brought up before us uh, and and can cause the child of God, the, the person that's trying to live a godly life, causes much discouragement along the way. Now I want to turn, if we can, 
to the uh, uh, 27th chapter of the book of Psalms uh, and, uh, and we'll begin at least in some part to try to find some of the things that God has, uh, has talked about uh, in his word uh, that, uh, that uh, would help us along along the way in the 27th chapter of the book of psalms we find uh the the psalmist david and uh i could go straight to the verse that i would like to go to but i think it's much better if you kind of if we kind of read through this psalm a little bit and uh, and help set the context for uh, for where we're going he says the lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? I'll tell you, there's an attitude of David uh, that needs to be had uh, by you and me. Uh, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Uh, whom shall I fear? The Lord is, my str- is the strength of my life. Whom of whom shall I be afraid? Uh, should we cause the troubles and try let the troubles and trials of uh, of this life cause us to have fear continually? God is my strength. God is my light. God is my salvation. <clears throat> and and we you know when we recognize just what a great deliverer we have. Uh, that uh, if he can conquer death in the grave and uh, the beatings that he took for you and me, I'll tell you, he can help us forge through the troubles and trials of this life and whatever sicknesses and whatever other problems we might be facing. David said, "Who uh, of whom shall I be afraid? The, the Lord is my light, my salvation, my strength. Uh, when the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Uh, David saw God working in all the various things of his life. Uh, when he saw his enemies fall and fail, he, he didn't say, well, they must have messed up today. No, he says, God was in the matter of looking out after me. Though, though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. What a great prayer for you and me to be thinking about. If you don't have that verse circled in your in your Bible, you ought to circle that and say, David says, one thing have I desired. What is that? One thing have I desired of the Lord, that I, and that will I seek after. Not only did he desire it, you know, there's a lot of people today desire things, but they don't seek after anything. A lot of people want peace in their life. They want peace and joy, but they don't really seek after it. They don't even try to approach unto it. And he says, this one thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. That was important to David. Uh, and I'm going to tell you, uh, it ought to be something that's important to you, uh, that you dwell in the house of the Lord uh, all the days of your life, uh, uh, and, that, uh, and that you might, what, behold the beauty of the Lord. When we get here, uh, a lot of times we talk about worshiping God. Uh, but do you come here on a Sunday morning, do you get fired up about the church service? Uh, uh, I hear people talking about, uh, uh, you know, I just don't have seem to have a lot of, I, I want to feel the Holy Ghost uh, on me. Uh, well, I'm telling you, if you can't get fired up about God, uh, you're not going to feel the Holy Ghost on you. Uh, you're not going to feel uh, the Spirit of God working in your life. If you can't get fired up about what God has done for you, uh, if you can't see that you've been delivered by His great might and His great power and that you were an undeserving sinner that didn't deserve uh, anything, uh, much less salvation, much less 
bless his watch carry in your life, how can you how can you get fired up on a Sunday morning to come and say, I want to go sing praises to my God? David says, this one thing have I desired, that I might dwell in his house and that I might behold the beauty of the Lord and that I might inquire in his temple. I want to come ask questions. I, I want to come have my answers about the word. of God. I want to know more about God. I want to know more about how he would have me live. I, I want to know more about what he's done for me. I want to know about, I want to come inquire about him. Man, uh, today, everybody's got a phone, right? Uh, you can Google anything on your phone. But how many people are inquiring about the Lord? <laughs> They've got all kinds of questions. But are they looking about, are they saying, I want to know more about Him? What a question, you know, is that a question we ought to be asking? Uh, you know, uh, so we, we are, we're busy. Uh, you know, as I... I quote Sonny Piles every now and then on a thing or two. You know, the, the, uh, not that he's the Word of God, because he's certainly not. Uh, uh, but he used to have some good phrases along the way uh, uh, sometimes. Uh, uh, he, he says, you know what? Uh, uh, people talk about dysfunctional families. He said, the problem is they're too busy going to dysfunction and that function. Uh, he said, that's what makes them dysfunctional sometimes. And I, I agree uh, to somewhat. We get too busy in this world. Too busy doing too many things and not busy enough about serving God. So he says, this one thing about his art. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. God will look out after me and hide me. You say, well, how's he going to do that? I don't know. I'm going to tell you, he will do it. He will keep you from the enemies and he will keep you from the troubles sometimes. If you're seeking after him and inquiring after him, God somehow hovers around about you and protects you. Uh, and and because, he's, because he's God and Charles is not. Uh, and mom and daddy's not. Uh, brother and sister's not. Uh, God is the one that can protect you. And he says, now shall my head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. Knowing that he's been delivered from his enemies. If you didn't know anything this morning other than the fact God has delivered you from the great enemy, Satan himself has delivered you upon the cross, wouldn't that be enough for you to come and say, And now shall my head be lifted above mine enemies round about me. Therefore, I will offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. Uh, I said this earlier, but, but think as we come here. On Sunday morning. I'm not. Don't let me discourage you. <laughs> I, I, mean, I want to encourage you along the way. Uh, to say we ought to be coming here with joy on our heart. I get to go to the house of God. I get to go and worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. My Savior who came and died for me. I get to do that. So he says, I get, when my head is lifted above mine enemies, uh, he says, I want to offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. How do you do that, David? I will sing. Yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. You know, some people say, well, you know, Brother Charles, that sounds real good, but I don't sing too well. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. If it's a squeak is all you've got, uh, and God knows that's the best you can do, uh, come and make a joyful squeak unto the Lord. 
Lord. Uh, people miss the song service a lot of times. I know there's a lot of reasons why uh, and so forth and so on. But I'll tell you, you miss out on part of the joy of the service uh, by not being here to sing. You know, uh, one of the great things, I get to know some about your heart. One thing I get to see as, a, as part of the song service, I know what some of your favorite songs are. Some of you, I know the things that are on your mind on a particular Sunday morning uh, uh, as you begin to call out certain songs. Because there's a whole realm of songs you can choose from, but you chose this song this morning. Uh, And so it gives us a peek. If we pay attention to the words... And don't get hung up on the tunes like Charles does. Uh, uh, If we pay attention to the words, we might just find some joy and some uplift for our spirits in singing the words and singing songs of praise to Him. He says, Hear, O Lord, uh, when I cry with my voice, have mercy upon me and answer me. When thou saidest, Seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. Lord, you said, Seek me. I said, Lord, I'll seek you. Uh, is that not is that not the New Testament serve? Uh, seeking you shall find, knocking it shall be opened. Uh, we're to seek after our God's face. Uh, hide not thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Uh, father and mother may fail. Uh, brother and sister may fail. Uh, but the Lord uh, will lift you up and take care of you. I'm telling you, uh, <coughs> when, we get, when we get discouraged, you say, well, you know, my, my brother, he's done me wrong. Oh, my sister, they've done me wrong. Oh, mom and daddy, they didn't leave anything, you know, this or that. You know, somebody's done me wrong. The Lord, my friends, is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. The Lord is the one that will take care of you and and, and guide you through this. Many of us know those very things. I know people that when they look back on their upbringing, they say, you know, people like many of us can sit around and say, you know, my mom and dad were wonderful people. Uh, my mom and dad uh, guided me. We were, I was talking to somebody yesterday. I said, you know, there's one thing for sure I didn't have to worry about. Uh, on Sunday morning, uh, uh, we got up and we went to church. Uh, my mom and dad uh, made sure uh, if there was one thing about setting an example, they set an example uh, for me. Uh, uh, and that's not to say they were perfect because uh, they weren't perfect. Uh, but they set a good example for me that on Sunday morning, regardless of whatever else had going on during the week or whatever else might be going on that day. On Sunday morning, you got up and you went to church. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and it wasn't always as convenient as it is today for most of us in our community that we're living in to get up and go to church. Many of us had to drive a number of miles because every church didn't meet every Sunday. But mom and dad, it didn't matter if we were having church at home or not, we went to church on Sunday. We got up and we drove, whatever we had to do. But many many families might look around and say, well, you know, Brother Charles, I'm glad to hear that for you. But my mother and dad weren't like that. We didn't do that on on a particular Sunday, uh, uh, but I and the in fact, my dad was mean, or my mother was mean, or my uh, you know my father was not, uh, an alcoholic, or my father was this or that. Uh, I'm going to tell you if that's the case, 
Uh, you have a heavenly Father in and above uh, that's perfect uh, and that cares for you. And so uh, you've got a good Father. Uh, you've got a good one that takes care of you. My Father and my mother forsake me. Then, when my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Teach me thy way, O Lord. Lead me in a plain path. Because that means a simple path, by the way. Uh, uh, it's not talking about a plain uh, so that I can see it path. Uh, it's talking about a simple way. Lord, lead me in a simple way uh, uh, because of mine enemies. Deliver me not, not over, uh, over unto the will of mine enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me, and, it's, and, and, it, and such as breathe out cruelty. Then David makes this statement. This is the one I was trying to get to, uh, but uh, I wanted to go through. And, you know, sometimes we miss something by just picking out verses and, and not looking at what the Scripture is saying. Uh, David says, I had fainted. Anybody here ever fainted? Uh, when you faint, you pass out. Uh, you're unconscious and you can't do anything. Or maybe you just get desperately limp or whatever, you know, somewhat, but you're incapacitated to a certain extent. David said, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. David said, all of this discouragement that goes on around me would have been too much for me. But he said, but I could see God. You know, I, I've, I've, and I preach this. I, I think this is good to, to preach in this way and make this comment. You know, that we can be encouraged by knowing this world is not our home. Uh, in fact, uh, that gives us great encouragement to know all the sickness, sin, and troubles and trials will one day be over. And one day we'll be home with our Heavenly Father where there'll be no more death, no more pain, no more struggle, all of those things. But David said also... I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Uh, you know what David just told us? David says, I can see God in the land where I'm living today. I look for him. I see him. You know, this is a good time of year for us to see God. Uh, spring is sprung, right? Uh, things are, are, are coming out. Uh, the seasons have changed. Uh, God had said that this would happen, uh, that it would continue. Day, uh, year under year under year, uh, that uh, summertime, wintertime, uh, fall and spring, all these would continue uh, as long uh, as the earth remains. Uh, and we see that uh, going on year after year. Have you gotten out? To, uh, it's cloudy today. Day, uh, but we know the sun is out there. And maybe later on this afternoon, uh, the sun will break out. You know, we can read over in Genesis that God placed the sun uh, uh, in the sky. Uh, and he placed the moon as a lesser light to, to guide the night. And he... And he uh, uh, created the stars. I get the right word. Created the stars also. And all, do you walk out and look up at the stars or the moon or the sun every day that shines and gives us light and makes things turn green and change of season, change of year, gives us warmth, gives us a, a direction, guides our season. Do y'all look up there and say, ooh, I see God today. Uh, I, I think we, sometimes we fail to see God in so many things. And I'm not trying to be, teach us to become a, a nature 
worshiper. I'm just saying in nature, do you see the God that created the nature that's all around us? Uh, Our God is a great God. Uh, And he said, David said, I had fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. He began to look around and saw the good things that were going on around him. And that gave him encouragement to wait. Here's a, here's the other place that we find. You will find this verse used again, by the way, uh, in other places. Uh, But he says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. You know, I I think about uh, uh, Moses standing over near the uh, Red Sea, and he said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Uh, Sometimes we get in too big a hurry. And I'm going to tell you, uh, getting in too big a hurry can cause us sometimes uh, uh, to miss out on great blessings uh, that God has maybe in store for us. You know, the Bible says, if we turn over to Galatians 6, and I'll turn over there just to make sure I read it right. Uh, But, uh, you know, the the Bible talks about in Galatians 6, and I've got some other places that I'd like to go. But here in in Galatians 6, uh, uh, after he says, uh, Be not deceived, uh, verse 7, uh, he says, Be not deceived, uh, God is not mocked. uh, For whatsoever a man soweth, uh, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Now, that for one thing, that's telling us spend more time sowing spiritual things than than you're allowing yourself to to sow to the flesh and to carnal thoughts and to carnal mind and to carnal things because you will reap of the flesh corruption. That's That's what it brings forth. But of the Spirit, when you're sowing to spiritual things, Maybe like reading the Word of God. Maybe like being at church. Maybe like singing praises. Uh, maybe about meditating upon God and His goodness and His mercy to you. When you're sowing, maybe when you're going and doing something good for somebody else instead of just taking care of yourself and thinking about me, me, me uh, all the time. When you're sowing spiritual things, He says you shall love the Spirit, reap life after everla- life everlasting. And He says, let us not be weary in well-doing. <coughs> For in due due season we shall reap if we faint not. Uh, You know what? The problem with us is sometimes we get weary and we faint before the blessing comes about. Uh, there were several. There were several things that uh, that I heard mentioned yesterday, and I, I thought about some of this uh, that, that ties into some of where I am this morning on this. But you think you think about uh, the issue of blood that the woman had. Uh, she she went through the throng or through the crowd to finally get a reach and touch just the garment of Jesus. She 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 had had this for years. Uh, I'm not a medical person, uh, uh, but I can imagine she was pale and weak and uh, had had this year after year after year after year. Uh, the Bible talks 17 years or something like that, that she had had an issue of blood and had gone on and on and on. Uh, but she knew uh, somehow in her, her thought, uh, she was thinking, if I can just get through this crowd... I can touch the garment of Jesus and everything will be okay. What if she had gotten discouraged by the crowd? What if she had gotten just this close 
but never touched the garment. She pushed her way through and didn't faint so she could just reach the garment. What if some of those men that cried out to, unto the Lord uh, uh, that were blind? Uh, uh, there was, a, I think, about the 17th chapter of the book of Luke. You'll find the blind Bartimaeus. Uh, uh, he cried out, uh, uh, Lord, Lord, uh, and, and calling out unto Jesus. And those around him said, uh, be quiet. Don't call out. You're you're bothering him. (laughs) What if he had listened to them? Instead, the Bible says he cried the louder uh, that he knew that this Jesus was passing by. And Jesus called and told them, you bring him to me. Uh, sometimes we faint before we get the blessing. And I'll tell you, uh, uh, God has told us uh, uh, not, not to faint, uh, uh, to wait on the Lord. Uh, how, do, how do we do that? Uh, by seeking His face, uh, by seeking after Him, seeking the things that God would have us to do. Uh, over, in the, uh, uh, over in the book of Isaiah, uh, some of y'all may have thought, well, I thought you would go here earlier, uh, uh, but in the... Uh, 40th chapter of the book of Isaiah, uh, we find over there uh, these words. Uh, after uh, God has told his people, uh, uh, comfort ye, comfort ye, my people, uh, uh, speak ye comfortably, uh, uh, saith your God. Uh, he, he goes on and we get toward the end of this. He says, hast thou not known, verse 28, hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, Fainteth not. Oh, you mean he never sleeps nor slumbers? That's right. Uh, He never gets weary. He never gets tired. God is always on the job. The Bible says uh, the worlds are upheld by the power of his word. Uh, You might be saying, uh, well, you know, I hate to bother him with this. Uh, I've got this little problem uh, and I just hate to bother God. Uh, Well, I'm telling you, God wants to hear. Uh, He wants you to seek after him and call out unto him. Uh, He never, uh, the Lord, uh, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not. Neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. You say, well, nobody understands my problem. God understands your problem. There's no searching his understanding. You can't, you could, you could do a study and study and study and say, I'm going to try to understand everything about God. And I'm going to tell you the best the old preacher can do. And the best you can do is we just get a glimpse of him through a glass darkly. We just get a glimpse of him a little bit. Well, I, I don't think our minds, when the Bible says here in the same book of Isaiah, his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Uh, uh, his, high, his ways and his thoughts are as high above our thoughts as the heavens are above the earth. I mean, if that doesn't put us in our place and help us to realize uh, uh, that we're just, a, we're just a speck. That's the reason the Bible describes us in some occasions as grasshoppers. Uh, uh, while we're just, a, we're just a little thing. Uh, he says, uh, he fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint and to them that have no might. He increases strength. You know, the, I think about the Apostle Paul. You say, well, what, what do you mean, Brother Charles? We were talking some last day or two about, uh, uh, there's, a, there's a story over in the New Testament Scriptures about the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul at one time was a fellow by the name of Saul. Saul went about terrorizing the New Testament church. Uh, in fact, uh, he, he would get letters from the uh, 
from the Jews, the Jewish religious leaders of the day, uh, from the temple uh, there in Jerusalem. And he would go out to certain cities to round up Christians. And he would bring them back to Jerusalem for trial. And the Bible says in the book of Acts that he gave his word against them in their trials. In other words, he would stand and testify. Uh, part of the reason they would be convicted and maybe even put to death or to put into prison was because the apostle Paul stood up Saul, who was Saul of Tarsus, uh, Saul would stand up and give his word against them. But you know what? The Bible says that uh, uh, that uh, Saul was struck down on the road to Damascus one day. Uh, there was a light shined round about him, uh, and he was brought down to his knees and made blind. And suddenly, without any prompting, without hearing a gospel message, uh, without being baptized, without confession on his part, suddenly the, this, uh, this man Saul says, Lord, what would you have me do? <clears throat> he knew who it was that had struck him down without anybody else having to tell him because he knew who God was. Now, let's fast forward over to this uh, uh, 12th chapter, I think it is, of Second Corinthians. Uh, there we find uh, uh, the Apostle Paul that said, You know what? I have seen many things. I have seen visions. I, I have been blessed beyond measure. I've had revelations from God. And he says, Lest I be exalted above measure. <clears throat> You know, the Bible doesn't exactly say this, but it indicates this, that Paul might have had a tendency to be puffed up by his nature. And, and God knows, you know, God knows us. God knows our nature. God knows what you need and what I need and uh, so forth. And so uh, Paul says, lest I should be exalted above measure, lest I'd become too puffed up with all my visions. In fact, he says in that same portion of Scripture, I know a man, uh, I knew a man uh, 14 years ago with an in the body, out of the body, I don't know, uh, um, such an one lifted up to the third heaven. I believe Paul was talking about himself, by the way, uh, uh, that he saw visions and things uh, uh, that uh, weren't uh, lawful to even uh, uh, speak or to hear, uh, uh, for him to hear and talk about. And he says, lest I be exalted above measure, he said, uh, I was given a messenger of Satan to buffet me. And he says, uh, uh, in the Bible, I, and I make, I make this clear, uh, because what I'm about to say is the speculation of Charles Kitchens and not, and not the Bible. But if I was going to, was, if I was going to bug the apostle Paul, what I would do is, if I was a messenger of Satan sent to buffet him, what I would do is constantly whisper in his ear and say, Paul, you're not worthy to be an apostle. Who do you think you are to go around and preach to all these churches, seeing that you were out one time rounding up Christians and taking them back and having them? Paul, you're a murderer. You gave your word against these people. You had innocent people. Who are you? You know what he, this messenger of Satan does a lot of times? He comes and whispers in your ear. He says, why are you going to church on Sunday morning? Uh, why, why should you do that? What's the use in it for you? What do you get out of it? Wouldn't you be better off sitting here at home? Uh, why, you can turn on the televangelist uh, uh, and you can hear... No, I don't even go there. <laughs> you, you can hear this one or that one, and, and all their all their things that they've got to say. Why you don't even have to leave home? <clears throat> There's no fellowship there, by the way, and fellowship is part of what the New Testament church, the Book of Acts, had. Fellowship and breaking of bread one to another. That was important to them, by the way. But getting back to the thing, so. 
So Saul was told after he sought the Lord thrice in prayer, three times he said, Lord, take this, take this pest away from me. Take this messenger of Satan away from me. And the Lord's answer was, my grace is sufficient for thee. And I will tell you, a lot of times we, we forget God's grace is sufficient for us and the trials that we're facing. If we keep doing good, serving God, don't get weary. Uh, in due time you shall reap if you faint not. But a lot of times we get weary just maybe just before we get to touch the hem of the garment. Maybe just before God opens our eyes, we get weary in doing the things that we should do and in serving the Lord. And we miss out on things that we don't even know about. We get weary and just fall fall by the wayside. Here in this, I got to finish this right. He giveth power to the faint. The the, the, the rest of the message. That's where I was headed with that, by the way, uh, and I forgot. Uh, the rest of the message there in in First Corinthians chapter twelve was not First Corinthians, Second Corinthians twelve is this. When Paul said, I besought the Lord thrice that he might take this away, and he told him, my grace is sufficient for thee, he goes on and says, Paul says, I found that when I'm weak, then am I strong. My strength, uh, my weakness is, is made power. Uh, my strength is, uh, I, okay, so now I've got to go turn over and read. I, I'm made strong when I'm weak in myself. When I get to where I say, oh, Charles has got this, I got it. Have y'all ever said that? I got this situation. I can do this. No problem. I got it. Got it covered. Do you really? Or can you do it? Or can I do all things through Christ Jesus, which strengtheneth me? I can do it if God helps me. I can do it if God blesses me. He says, I give, he giveth power to the faint and to them that have no might, he increases strength. When you realize you don't have the strength, when you realize I'm faint, I don't have the ability, God then reaches in and gives you strength in places you didn't ever have. <laughs> when you're a parent and you've been up half the night with a sick child, God gives you grace to make it in places you didn't know. When you've been at the hospital all day with a husband or with a father or with a wife, or with others, God gives you strength. You say, I can't do this. I can't keep going on. That's right. You can't. But God gives you strength. God gives you grace to carry on in times when you didn't know what you were going to do or how I'm going to do this. When you're taking care of a sick sister or sick brother-in-law or whatever else it might be. Or maybe you're just fighting the very battles of Satan tempting you. And you say, I don't think I can do this. I can't, but by God's grace, I have strength to fight to fight the battle. He says, he giveth power to the faint, and to them that have might, he increases, have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary. You know what, a lot of times we look and say, well, he's a young, strapping young fellow. He's got, he's got this. That's no problem for him. He's got the strength. He's got the youth. He's got the vigor. <clears throat> Isaiah said, even the youth shall faint. And be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait on the Lord. Shall renew their strength. They shall mount up. With wings as eagles. 
They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. When we're, when we're relying on the strength that comes from our God, my friends, we can fight the battles that we've never fought before. We can win in ways. David said, I would have fainted. <laughs> I'd fainted, except I saw the goodness of God. I believed in the goodness of God in the land of the living. In the land where I'm at, I believed in the goodness of God, that the goodness of God is more powerful than all the powers of Satan may have against me. <clears throat> getting getting the right thought, getting the right thinking. Pro- you know what? Uh, uh, this is the truth. Everything else out there might be some good story, but I'll tell you, if we build our lives, lives around saying, you know what? The world trying to discourage me, but you know what God says? If I'll, if I'll be strong, if I'll not grow weary, if I'll not faint, I'll reap in due season. That's what God's Word says. I believe it. That's where we find our strength. May God bless you. Uh, to not be discouraged, but to find your strength in the Lord. May God bless you.